Welcome to Pouring Game, an engaging podcast hosted by Frank Swisher that delves into the intersections of life, money, and our community. Join Frank as he explores personal finance, career development, relationships, and mental well-being through insightful interviews and expert advice. Pouring Game offers actionable strategies and inspirational stories to empower listeners, fostering unity, and inspiring positive change. Get ready for a valuable blend of wisdom, practical tips, and motivational stories that will enhance your life and make a lasting impact. In today's episode, we'll cover the topics of the importance of focusing on our children and those around us in tackling crime, the rise in shoplifting in San Francisco due to lenient laws and lack of leadership, the impact of theft crime on Nordstrom stores in California, and the reverse effect of the stop snitching campaign. If you Google shoplifting in San Francisco, you'll be overwhelmed by more than 100,000 search results. It seems like shoplifting is a rampant problem in the city, with countless YouTube videos documenting thieves walking into stores like Walgreens or CVS and casually emptying the shelves. Some even have the audacity to ride their bikes into the stores and navigate narrow aisles to make their getaways. What's alarming is that this isn't your typical shoplifting scenario where thieves try to conceal their crimes. In San Francisco, theft is happening openly, with little to no effort from store employees or security personnel to intervene. All they do is record the incidents on their cell phones as if it's become a normal part of their job. So why is shoplifting so prevalent in the city? Well, the state law in California categorizes stealing merchandise worth $950 or less as a mere misdemeanor. This means that law enforcement is unlikely to investigate, and even if they do, prosecutors often let the cases go. It's no wonder that thieves feel emboldened to walk in and take whatever they want, knowing that the consequences are minimal. But what about the store employees? Why don't they do anything to stop these thefts? The sad truth is that they are afraid to take any risks. Recent incidents like the murder of a Rite Aid employee who tried to stop two thieves have made it clear that confronting shoplifters can have deadly consequences. Additionally, a confrontation within the store not only puts store staff in harm's way, but also endangers innocent customers. Store employees are likely instructed by their managers to do nothing and avoid any potential harm. It's not just pharmacies that are being targeted. Even high-end retailers like Neiman Marcus are falling victim to thieves with a craving for designer handbags. One video after another shows them running out of the store, often exceeding the $1.950 limit per thief for misdemeanor charges. It's as if these thieves have turned curbside pickup into a whole new meaning, jumping into getaway vehicles right outside the doors. What's frustrating is that these thefts have consequences for everyone else who chooses to acquire merchandise the honest way, by actually paying for it. The costs of theft insurance and stolen merchandise are passed on to consumers through higher prices, protecting retailers who are left with no choice but to cover their losses. Recently, Governor Newsom took action by signing a new law that classifies shoplifting as a felony, even below the $950 limit, if it's part of an organized ring with the intention to sell the stolen goods. However, it remains to be seen how effective this law will be, as most of the thefts are perpetrated by individuals, not organized groups. Ultimately, it's up to the police and prosecutors to charge these crimes as felonies. The sad reality is that shoplifting is just one piece of a much larger crime problem in California. Violent crime rates are on the rise, with homicides increasing by 31% in 2020, 
making it the deadliest year since 2007. Cities like San Francisco and Los Angeles, known for their soft-on-crime district attorneys, are seeing significant spikes in violent crime. It's ironic how these same cities are also advocating for defunding the police, while the need for law enforcement becomes more evident than ever. To make matters worse, California has implemented legal changes in recent years that result in shorter sentences for prisoners, including violent felons. Budgetary concerns and the suspension of the state's death penalty law have played a role in these decisions. Consequently, over 63,000 prisoners may be eligible for early release, even including notorious killers like Richard Allen Davis. The consequences of these policies are disheartening. Mark Kloss, whose daughter Polly was murdered by a released felon, criticizes Newsom for undermining the criminal justice system and allowing dangerous individuals back onto the streets. It's clear that Californians are demanding change. As the recall election for Governor Newsom approaches, he remains defensive and reactive, failing to provide a vision that resonates with the people. Despite being in the bluest state in the country, less than half of Californians want to retain him as governor. His dismissive remarks about the recall being a partisan effort and his belief that doing good work will secure his position reflect a lack of confidence and understanding of the concerns of his constituents. California has so much potential for greatness, but it requires sensible policy changes that reduce business and housing costs, ensure reliable access to water in drought years, prevent wildfires, and most importantly, address the rising crime rates. Please feel free to reach out to Frank Swisher on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, or sending an email to iamfrankswisher at iCloud.com. We are open to hearing from you if you would like to be heard on an episode. So let's talk about the impact of theft crime on you and your money. It's a concerning issue that affects not just individuals, but also businesses. Take Nordstrom, for example. They've recently announced the closure of their California stores. And why? Well, it turns out that Nordstrom has been repeatedly targeted by thieves. It's a frustrating situation for both the company and its customers. Theft crimes can have far-reaching consequences. When businesses suffer from rampant theft, it often leads to financial losses. These losses can translate to higher prices for consumers or even closures, like in Nordstrom's case. So the effects are not limited to just the targeted businesses. But Nordstrom isn't alone. With thieves eyeing valuable merchandise, other retailers may also be at risk. It's a worrying thought, and it raises questions about the security measures in place at stores across the board. Will other businesses follow suit and close their doors to combat theft? In the end, theft crimes not only impact businesses, but also directly affect consumers like you and me. We might find ourselves paying more for products or losing access to certain stores altogether without going into the exhaustive effects it does to the job market. Imagine one thousands of jobs gone. Do you really understand how deep the rabbit hole is going? Some would say they have insurance, but insurance companies cut losses fast. And who wants to keep filing claims every day? It's definitely a situation that demands attention and action from both law enforcement and businesses to keep our money and belongings safe. Thank you for listening to Pouring Game. Please follow Frank Swisher on all social media under the username I am Frank Swisher. We ask that you send us your thoughts and questions on this topic. We want to expand the conversation and create some true narration on helping we now return to Frank Swisher.
We often hear about politicians who claim to be tough on crime, but do they truly have the right approach? It seems like some of these candidates just want to showcase more diversity on TV without actually addressing the root causes or finding effective solutions. But here's the thing. In order to make a real impact, maybe we should start by getting tough on ourselves. Yes, that's right. We need to take a hard look at how we raise our children and the influences we allow in our lives. It's no secret that our world is becoming more unruly. We see it every day. Crime rates are rising, communities are plagued with violence, and trust among neighbors is fading away. So what can we do to turn things around? First, let's address the stop snitching campaign that gained popularity some time ago. This movement was pushed by gangsters, allowing them to operate with impunity. But here's the twisted part. When faced with reverse indictments and potentially life in prison, those who initially championed the stop snitching mentality suddenly became big time snitches themselves during significant trials. It's a twisted situation, right? We need to recognize that these campaigns only perpetuate the cycle of crime and violence. Instead, we should encourage a culture of accountability and responsibility. We need to teach our children that it's okay to speak up and report wrongdoing, rather than fostering an environment of silence and fear. This goes all out the window if you live a life of crime. Yet many people are stand-up good people. Why operate by rules of criminals? Getting tough on crime requires a collective effort. We need to foster stronger communities, build relationships with our neighbors, and work together to create safer environments. It's about looking out for one another, supporting social programs, and investing in resources that provide alternatives to the path of crime. Now I know this might sound idealistic, but change starts with us. It's time to break free from the mindset that politicians and law enforcement alone can solve all our problems. We as individuals have the power to make a difference in our communities. Getting tough on crime also means addressing the root causes that lead individuals down the wrong path. Poverty, lack of education, and limited opportunities contribute to the perpetuation of crime. So let's advocate for social policies that address these issues head on. Let's push for better access to quality education, job opportunities, and social support systems. Of course, we still need law enforcement to play their part, but it's crucial to focus on community policing and building trust between citizens and those who are meant to protect and serve. When there is a healthy relationship and open lines of communication, we can work together to prevent crime and bring justice to those who deserve it. So, let's shift our perspective. Instead of just wanting to appear tough on crime, let's strive to create lasting change. Let's get tough on crime by investing in our children, nurturing strong communities, and addressing the systemic issues that contribute to criminal behavior. It's time for us to take responsibility and actively work towards a safer and more just society. On today's episode, we dove deep into the issue of rising crime rates and the impact it is having on our society. From the reverse effect of the stop snitching campaign to the rampant shoplifting due to lenient laws in San Francisco. We also explored how theft crime affects retailers like Nordstrom. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'll see you guys at the next one and don't forget to subscribe.